This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to part two of our 2020 season preview. Alongside with me, his mood has not improved and he still has contempt for most of you. <laughs> it's Mitch Doyle. And Dale is still sick for this one. Yeah, uh, given that we're recording both parts in one sitting. A, you'll a, get them a few days apart, but uh, he has not made a miraculous recovery. A few days illness, mate. He's, he's in real trouble. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of few day illnesses, I just found out today that coronavirus is like killing just old people. Am I pro-coronavirus now? <laughs> like, it's death rate. is like It's killed like nobody under the age of 50. But it's only but old people are dying from it. I feel like I might be a, a coronavirus guy now. Yeah, I did. CNN legitimately had a headline today that said, "Can we stop Bernie Sanders or coronavirus?" Wow, is it? Those are the two options. Like you can only invest your time in. Um... Well, no, I, I don't know. I think they're <laughs> implying that both are insto- unstoppable forces that old people are scared of. I don't know. They definitely, it's possible that <laughs> he's also an old man. It doesn't matter. He the the punters love him. The young punters. They do. Here it but, is. Look at this. The mortality rate. For oh wow, coronavirus. This is great so, for our audio format. Yeah, but zero. So it's zero point two percent all the way up to the age of fifty. Fifty to fifty nine. One point three percent. But people over the age of eighty, fourteen percent of them die. And then same, so 78%, 70, 79. Mate, I'm pro, I think I'm team coronavirus. You might be. It's, it's going to sort the boomer problem if, out. If the queen got coronavirus, you might just, hey, that, <laughs> might, that might be it. Mate, all of a sudden, I'm pro, massively pro former Prince William. Uh, the, what? The uh, person formerly known as a prince. Prince Harry, you Prince mean. Harry, sorry, not, not William. Oh, yeah, I'm all about Harry and, yeah, and Meghan. I, I usually couldn't give a shit about Could not give news. one solitary fuck about the royals, but yeah. like they've just said, fuck it, this is shit, we're out. Yeah. And I people mean, lost their goddamn minds. It's pretty good. It's great. <laughs> people got... Like, the, look, the I, I understand, look I, I fully understand the, the um, like irony of me saying this when we spend like hours upon hours of our lives watching men run around in colourful shirts, touching each other, and caring about, the, caring about what happens as a result of that. Mm. But... The people who get emotional about the royal family just grow up. It was one of those things, mate. When the royal wedding was on, <sighs> and and I have, I thought I respected the people around me, but way too many people around me were like watching the royal wedding. Well, like, oh, did you see they had the baby? I'm like, who? Are they, are they friends of yours? Like, <laughs> yeah. Even you're, then, I don't care. But like, yeah, I know. Again, is it my baby? No, it's like, oh, wait, no, okay. I don't care. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, some, some rich people on the other side of the world. Is it just called The Wedding now? If you looked it up on Netflix, it's not The Royal Wedding anymore, is it? It's like... Just a wedding that happened. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, we're back in mid-season form now, mate. We're talking about oh. the coronavirus and the royal family. The only royals I care about <laughs> are the baseball team, the song by Lord, yeah. and the biscuit. Right, oh, baseball team. We should, we could we could probably do a baseball podcast this this season too, mate. That cheating scandal. Um, our our um our ba- MLB fantasy draft is next weekend. Or when people listen to this, it's are you getting bonus bit. points for hitting no, people no, with pitches? Hear me <laughs> out. We, I'm actually we're getting there. So um we do a live draft here. It's mostly guys I played baseball with. You get really drunk that but oh, it time. is a debaucherous affair. Uh, but this year I'm going to Bunnings beforehand. And we're buying a metal trash can, and if you draft an Astros player, you have to put the trash can on, and someone gets to whack the trash can with a piece of wood. That's great. Thank you. I came up with that the other day. That's good. If people don't know, that's how they were cheating. They were banging a trash can. Like, they were banging it once if they the pitch was a fastball. They were banging it twice if it was a curveball. They were banging it three times if it was a slider. And, um, yeah, so we're going to do that. That's going to be great. Yeah, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. And I'm not a big baseball guy, but I, I've been up, kept up on that whole scandal because obviously... It's, it's wild. Someone it's so who works good. in sports and, and works in some of that sort of spaces. It's worse than steroids. It's... 
It's worth we should probably save over. this chat because I'm 99.9% sure we're going to get a question about this. Are we? Okay, well, let's I'm probably. It. I'm not, no, actually, I'm going to look an idiot. <laughs> I know, I'm going to quickly message Simo in between episodes uh, and say, please ask a question about the Astros so, yeah. I don't, so I don't look foolish. But one thing it's done, though, it's again, uh, it reminds me always rugby league fans, very insular. We like to think that the NRL's worst at everything. No. But actually, the video review system is one of the best in the world, as much as you hate it. It is. Other sports have visited it and took ideas from it. I mean, the pub people actually able to hear the review is yeah. like huge. Anyway, that's one great thing. But they deal with cheaters. They actually take things off them. Like the Astros still have their titles. Yeah, and the commissioner said, "Oh, I don't know if anything will be solved by taking a piece of metal away from them." He he called the World Series trophy a, a piece, piece of, of metal. metal. Yeah, it's like what the f- like? How out of touch with your own sport are you? Yeah, and it's like uh, we would that would never happen. Yeah, when we took a ninth title away. That's how serious we are about we had, stripping things. We, <laughs> the, they did not fuck around with the storm. <laughs> Yeah, like if the so, Dragons cheated, they'd take away them all their fucking April premiers. All of them, they'd be stripped. Yep. How many second half of the ladder premierships would the West Tigers be They're stripped They're going to take off? them from ninth. Yep. <laughs> strip all their ninths off them. Um, yeah, you know who didn't finish ninth last year? The Brisbane Broncos. Who, again, I was the only person in Australia by August predicting them to still make the finals. Yeah, I feel like this is the indication. about to start right now. I, feel like I think, well, this, it's, this it's good that... half is a long half. Well, it's good that we've set it up like this because... Um, we, we've done the teams. If people didn't listen to the first half, you really should go back and listen to that first. Um, but I'm not your dad. You can do whatever you want. But seriously, listen to it all. No, but you off. probably should. It makes more sense. <laughs> no, but they might listen to this first for some reason. They might want to go from first to last. They might start from the back of this episode and it play it all backwards. Like, Don't know how that would work. Get secret messages in there. Yeah. <laughs> Bush did 9-11. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, it's good that we're starting with eighth in the second half because that is your team. And... The main reason that the majority of people listen to this podcast is to hear you get sad about the Brisbane Broncos. So that is the thing, isn't please it? Please get sad about the Brisbane Broncos. Mate, it's, it's like how people watch. Uh, it's like Arsenal fan TV only exists because Arsenal were really frustrating and shit for yeah, a long time. Like if Arsenal had, if they had Arsenal fan TV during the Invincibles, it would have sucked. It's like a current affair, though. Like we only we're, now we've got tragedy and drama on here. People, the listenership has grown from just people listening to me hate on the Broncos. Uh, I don't know where to start. Let's start at Darius Boyd playing in the centres. No, let's start. We'll do the signings. We'll do that. Uh, Boyd, okay. You're not ready to talk about that yet? Not yet. I mean, <laughs> the Brody Croft signing. I mean, this is when you know that this it felt personal. You know, it did feel like they'd been listening. I've got to stop laughing into the mic. No, you keep laughing into the mic. But it felt like, you know, the Broncos would be like, this guy's been shitting on me all year. Seabold's sitting there. He's, like, he's listening to a couple of Broncos weekly episodes. And he's like, you know what? I'll give this guy something to shit, shit on me about. And uh, we brought in uh, Brody Croft, who I said last year when we let Nicarima go, I said the only halfback in the competition I'd want less than Cody Nicarima is Brody Croft. And we are. We somehow managed to, to achieve, achieve that goal by signing him, bringing him to my club. That's great. Jordan Carr, who's back, though. <sighs> Nobody knows. Does anyone know he's back? Does he know he's back? Like, I didn't know he was back till I picked up this copy of Big League today yeah, and read that Jordan Kahu had left the Cowboys. He didn't play like any of the trials. He's not like, the worst release of I all I also time. had no idea that Sam Tagatizzi played for the Broncos last year because in your, in your outs it says Sam Tagatizzi retired. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool. So when we released Kahu, if people have missed this, when we released Kahu to the Cowboys, essentially all we did was like push his contract back a year. So he went to the Cowboys, and then the th- option he had was like, well, if you don't get a deal after, or a better deal, you can just come back on your same deal to us the year after. So he never got really released. So he just came back on like 400 grand a year, and he's like in no plans. He's had none of the trial minutes, like just going to be playing Queensland Cup. 
somehow that we can stacking money. Somehow we can accept to tank that salary. We can't yeah. accept tanking Darius's salary though. Or God forbid that he gets paid eight hundred k not to play first grade. Like, you just give Darius a job at Ivan Henjak's mattress store <laughs> and get that contract off the books. I don't know. But, Pay him eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to sell Sealy Posturepedics or whatever. Yeah. So end of last year and many times in this podcast last year, people kept hearing me say I didn't want us to make the finals because I wanted a line in the sand to be drawn. That this was a bad Broncos season. Yeah. We made the finals, and then we had the worst finals loss of all time. I thought it, that was the line in the sand. It wasn't great. But, uh, it was funny, but it wasn't great. So, But from that time, we had that whole week of talking about, like, oh, they're going to make all this change, whatever, whatever. So in that time, all that's really changed is that Matt Gillett retired mm. from injury, and we signed Brody Croft. We really, uh, really shook it up. <laughs> well, you don't have to hear that every commentator during every game for the entire year say that Matt Gillette's the best defender in the comp anymore. That's, yeah, that's, that's a small a good, win for you. But after hear about the next Cooper Cronk, we have two of those though now, which is nice. Yeah, you've got you've got three next Sonny Bills, two next Shane Webkeys, yeah. the next Jonathan Thurston, <laughs> two next Cooper Cronks. Our next, we've got a next... Uh, Payne Haas. No, next the next Wendell pa- as well. Big, Wendell Sailor now, apparently. Yeah. Is it his son? No, it's, oh. it's Xavier Coates because he's... he's but that makes sense because his son looks nothing. like His yeah, son's yeah. very like a yeah. completely different type of player. But... Uh, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of it is quite racistly, race, racially coded and it lazy. That, uh, oh, he's a big black winger, so I'm just going to call him the next Wendell Sailor. Come and, on. And the, the hardest thing with this team is there is a lot of talent in it. Like, you look through that squad yeah. and there's, you know, Payne Haas is one of the best forwards in the game. Mm-hmm. Dave Fafita is one of the most damaging edge players in the game. Pangai is a good impact player, probably going to go back to the bench. Lodge is injured for for don't know how long, but, you know, there's then there's Milford still. You know, Corey Oates is there. There's good talent across the park, but it's like the way it's been getting set up already for round one, I can't get my head around it already. It's like the whole thing, like, like Jack Bird is apparently going to play fullback round one, and I don't hate the idea of Jack Bird at fullback. I hate what the idea means for the team, and I've had this argument already with a few people. I hate Bird at fullback means Darius Boyd to the centers. That's what I hate. And like Boyd got skittled by Callum Watkins already yesterday, but it's like you put Jesse Arthurs outside Milford in a trial two weeks ago, and we saw what could happen when he had a centre who ran, runs hard lines outside of him. Arthurs scored twice, Milford scored another one, following Arthurs up. But it's like that left-hand side now is going to be Milford, Fafita, Oates, and then with Boyd in the middle of it. like Just ruining plays and not running lines, and when he receives the ball, and that weird crab across field and passing it to Oates in a worse position than him. I scored like no tries after Boyd went to went to five eight last year, and now he's at the center. Well, I don't know why he can't just. Why is it so hard to drop him? Not the captain anymore. That's true. Um, and the Alex Glenn thing. Have you considered that they haven't dropped him because it's hilarious to everybody that doesn't go for the Broncos? It's good for the viewership. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but like, there's that, and then the Brody Croft signing. The only way that's a good signing for mine is if it's somehow. Let's Milford become the second fiddle and play better. But I don't know how having a worse first fiddle will make him better. But let's hope so. I I do like that you just let Ben Hunt leave to sign a worse Ben Hunt a couple of years yeah. later. That's like, pretty smart. And there's all this talk about him being a leader and controlling a game again. It's because he has seven on his back. Doesn't mean he is that guy. He's not that guy currently. He wasn't that guy at the start. I don't remember him grabbing games by the scruff. He next might become Melbourne. that guy. But maybe he will. Not that guy know. right now. And the only the only thing he's good at is he's a good runner and he's really good at running back behind the ruck. Yeah. Good direct runner that way. But his defense is bad. Kicking games average. Not a really great leader. If you heard him mic'd up at the nines, you would know he wasn't a good leader. The like, only thing you can say in his defense is that he's never had like his team before. He hasn't. So that's really like Maybe that will elevate him to a level that we haven't seen. But I hate like the solution to our problems at Brisbane was like just another young fella. Like, 
him. Like, why don't we not just sign Aiden Caesar? Just to know, we know what he is. Just do his job, whatever. Mm. And then Alex Glenn. Okay, Alex Glenn is a, a you know, what to say? He loves that club. He's had many opportunities to leave, and many times his career was almost over. He loves that club, and on leadership and captaincy potential alone, he is the best choice for captain out of that that club squad. But he's not in the best seventeen players of that club, in my opinion, anymore. And now he's the captain of it. And now he's going to have to play for that. And these are the things that are like, when you win about recruitment and retention, it's not about just putting together good football players. You know, it's about putting together a good football team. And they've assembled some good players here, but it's a broken team yeah. to me already. Like, but the issue with the captaincy thing is that like, the, the, most of the players that are good in your team are super duper young. Like, it would look yeah. weird if they gave the captaincy to someone like Fafita or Haas or like someone like Pango who's quite hot-headed and has the... like sort of potential to get suspended multiple times in a season. You can't give it to Darius Boyd because you want to drop him. You can't give it to Jack Bird because he was barely playing but that, but since he arrived. But by default, disgusting. So right? I, I get that, but like, I mean, should, should they, like, apart from Anthony Milford, who else could you have given it to? I would have given it to Pangai. And I know people will laugh at that. And, it's, and not just because I love him, right? Obviously, I'm a big fan of his. And again, he's, his star has fallen a bit. And he might not start when the team's fully fit this year. He should be starting on that edge Glenn's on. But I would have given it to him in the same sense of like, if you remember back, like when Jared Croker got the chaplaincy, for example, at the Raiders, it didn't seem like the right choice, but he took it to like a duck to water and, he, and his career kind of went to the next level there. And I think Pangai kind of, and we've all seen those, he kind of, he loves being a Bronco in, in the same sense that Glenn does, but he has op- options to leave. He hasn't left, but he loves, he loves the attention, loves the big games. You have to be like that to be the Broncos captain. You have to be decent with the media. He likes talking to the media. And I think it might make him also play a little smarter, a little more responsible, a little less selfish, a little less, you know, shooting out the line trying to make, make a play happen, you know, a little more of a team player. That's all I would have picked. I don't know them all behind the scenes to know that. But what they've done, they've given it to Glenn. They've changed the leadership group. And then it's quite obvious Patrick Carrigan's going to be the captain next year. Again, he's got to, got to even earn his jersey first. He's probably going to be 13 this year, but it's like, is that in the answer? Another young man as the captain next year? I don't know. It's just there's just too much youth in this team. It sounds like a dumb problem to have, but there's too much youth. Harvard Tony should have just said that there's no captain. I we would rather equal, done the five captain thing, mate. Equal opportunity. Yeah. Like, oh well. And then yeah, and you look at it now as well. That like might not even start Jermaine Asako. Like he's not going to get a shot at fullback. Looks like Bird will get the first shot back off an ACL. So the boy can play their center, and then I quite Asako, like Asako though. So do I, and he's not. He just deserves a shot there. If you also get a bad year on the wing last year, but he's a fullback first. Where's my guy Hubert Farnsworth? Get him in the get him in the back. Well, line. it looks like we don't know yet, but it looks like Xavier Coates might start in the right wing. So it's like so what? Katoni Staggs was going to goal kick, and I, I'm a really big Katoni Staggs fan, but he is near the most overrated back in the competition for mine. Again, like. People think he's one of the best centers going around. Have you seen his defense? It's People knock Le Lewis' defense. Stags' defense is disgraceful. It doesn't mean it can't get better. He's a young fella, but he's not one of the best centers going around. He turns his shoulders in way too often. Turns his shoulders in all the time. You, and, you know, you guys will see it this year. Focus on him more. His defense is bad. But yeah, I yeah. just I don't know. I don't, and then Asako, I don't know. Don't With, it, uh, the, it's just unfortunate because it, it's a little bit the team. It's a little bit like the Penrith situation where the forwards are just really, really good for the most part, but there's a question about the key positions in the, in, yeah, in the team. Yeah, there is. And, and you know, and, and my worry there is like, as well as like, if Darius Boyd gets dropped eventually, and if Bird's okay at fullback, the solution to that problem will be, like Jesse Arthurs was fine at the centres, but he'll go into that, that spot. But yeah, that, that squad it was too many, had too many backs in it too. So like, there's all these guys I want to get. There the are a lot of guys. Like, there's like 15 backs in the top I'm 30. looking through it now, like Richie Kenner, Jordan Carhu, Jesse Arthurs, 
There's just Herbie a lot of guys that are going to be nowhere near the first team and who yet, are in this squad. Yeah, we couldn't afford a halfback, though. And then McCulloch's going to be to bench 14 round one, apparently, already as well. It's like, really? Like, that's he's going to come off the bench and impact? I think over the few weeks, this team will get the right team on paper. And I think there is too much talent for them not to make the finals. Like, that pack is too good. But uh, that team should be better than what it is. And I have them at sixth. I have them at tenth. So I think that's the team we've disagreed on the most. So I, had, I had them seventh and then I couldn't put them below the Knights because I had a Knights, another Knights bet as I always have. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I, I, just huge year for Brodie Croft. Like, he just... If he's, if he, if he's good, then they'll be, they're, they're going to be all right. A lot but of that's pressure a, That's though, just mate. a gigantic and I, if. And, and, you know, if, if he was going to have a, a, a bounce back year or a redemption year, we put a lot of pressure on him to... You know, you can't, he's not going to do it quietly. You know, he's been told it's his team. No, you're right. Um, the team that finished seventh last year, the Cronulla Sharks, a lot of changes. A lot of changes around the park. Obviously, Paul Gallen, the face of the club, is gone. Matt Pryor's gone. They lost Jaden Braley. They lost Kyle Flanagan. Um... Big, big changes, and it might be, a, I guess, sort of like a, it's quite a good apt metaphor for their season because I think it will be a bit of a uh, transitive one is that is that they're, uh, not, they don't really have a home ground this year to play out of mm. either. So this could be kind of, kind of just floating around a bit, I think. I don't know if I'm particularly excited for this Cronulla team this year as much as I've liked them in the past. Yeah, they're, um, you know, I have nothing good to say about them if you get me in terms of like their, their prospects this year hey like you, as you said there's those players have left they brought Jesse Ramian back and might have a good year and they'll still have some really good games when it all clicks for them but there's so many guys there now who are on that bubble of like about to go over the cliff hey there's, there's obviously Josh Dugan who's apparently trying to get medically retired this offseason already Matt Moylan isn't playing right now Sean Johnson has had fitness issues the last year uh, and then they have Aaron Woods who's obviously been pretty cooked already a lot of those guys are sitting on that bubble that their their season could go to disaster after like six and, rounds. And then you've got to think there's guys like Fafita who really like when he's, the team's going well they go well, but when things are going bad he's got he's got a potential to just pull the pin. And as he's well. on that cliff as well, isn't he? Yeah. And, and Wade Grain's fitness has been a problem for them for some time. Yeah. At this point, I it's as uh, sure, we were watching some 2011 Sean Johnson heights before we started this podcast, and man, it's just sad just how much injuries just ruined his career. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's some good young players there. Like, I'm really excited for Jack Williams filling in at the 13. I thought he was great for them last year yep. off the bench. I love Britton Nakora. And I'll I think he's a great Nakora player. Guy. And then Billy Magulius might get a chance to kick the ball when he shouldn't. Yep. <laughs> and my, and my, my boy Toby Rudolph could be could be in the frame to come off the bench. There's a, a very funny interview I did before the um, Reserve Grade Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy, hoping hoping to see him do well as well. But as you said, like the Josh Morris, the, the the old outside backs named Josh situation they've got is yeah. not ideal. Yeah, and well, I guess Josh Morris isn't really an outside back, but still, if but Morris keeps pushing, he probably ends up. Isn't that funny though? Like suddenly, Roosters fans are like, "Oh, come on, just let him leave." But yeah. you know, in, in in the past, like that Fort Tooth and Nail for like, Latrell to never go to Souths. Yeah. Um, but but when the shoes on the other foot, suddenly, oh, Pretty funny. what's a contract? Just just let Josh Morris go play with his brother. Um, they play <laughs> together. Then they just decided to join separate clubs two years ago. Yeah, and I get what Josh wants to do. And I, it's fine. It's I get fine, it. But, like, but he don't, doesn't mean he just gets to leave. No, and, and like spare me your pearl clutching about like the two brothers playing footy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, and it, it is quite funny though, those guys. Like, we didn't get it a few years ago and nobody wanted to sign the Morris brothers. A year and over a year later, they're both potentially going to be crucial parts of the Roosters, which is quite funny. Like for guys who weren't wanted by anyone, like Brett was on a backup deal with the Roosters when he was signed originally. You know, it's not supposed to be starting really. But yeah, this this Roosters, sorry, this Sharks team has gone through like an off season of crisis, 
and they've always been a crisis team, but I don't know if the strength of theirs, like that core that kept them together, is there anymore. And yeah, I, you well, heard Gallon's Gal good. is just such a huge part. Like he might be a bigger part of that club than any player, apart from maybe JT at the Cowboys, has been to any club that we've really seen in the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you on that. And there was some times last year when he was saying publicly that this group doesn't feel like it used to feel. They're not the same, all that kind of stuff. And him going is a big thing. And they've obviously not got Flano. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see good things for this side this year. It's as simple as that. No, I honestly flirted with um, putting them last, but I'm a little bit scared of the Sharks fans <laughs> on the internet, so I put them fifteenth. Yeah, um, fuck the Sharks fans on the internet. <laughs> I have them twelfth. I think. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I was just joking. I love you all. Please don't come up to me. Um, yeah, I, I've, it's, it's just not a lot to get excited about unless they just give the keys to Billy Magulius, in which case, top four. <laughs> I do like Blake Riley starting at hooker. That's, there's a positive. There you go. Yeah, sign me up. And the team that finished sixth last year, a team that not many people picked them at the finals last year, but we did because we're geniuses and we mm. reminded people of it every week last year, I think. Yeah. The Manly Sea Eagles, who I think... Fans of the Manly Seagulls should be very excited about the year ahead. I think they're going to once again be towards the top of the league. Um, didn't I mean, they lost Coruscant, and obviously the Manasi Finu stuff is not good. Mm. But by and large, a pretty pretty okay off-season for them. Yeah, and I mean, they are missing Jake Trevojevic and Adam Fanua-Blake for round one. But, you know, the competition isn't one round. Yeah. They can do. They can deal with it being, being short a few troops for three or four weeks at the start of the year. But I'm with you, mate. Like, I think this this team is going to be one of the contenders this year. If they won the comp, I wouldn't be shocked. Same, same here. Like they're actually my premier pick. That's I'm, what I'm looking. At, I'm looking on paper right now. Like I'm really excited for Danny Levi. By the way, yeah, it's like, great signing for them. When he, when, 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 in, in the rare event that the Knights were winning the forward battle and he, and he had a bit mm. of room to move, he, he's actually a really good player. I think he, he's he's quite nippy at dummy half, and I think his service is is, is going to be just fine. Um, and it's all Des wants, really. It is, and I mean. Play. They, that night, so that Manly team last year were really good at attacking the ruck. Yep. They let both their hookers run and get in behind and attack the A-gap. And Tommy pushes through the middle. DC pushes through the middle. That's perfect for Danny Levi. He yep. wants to be the guy getting getting the ball off the ground and darting out and leading his forwards onto the ball. He wants to be that guy. I think it's a perfect signing for them. Yep. The right hooker at the right time. It's very it's very rare that will, that lines up for them. Obviously, Fainu is huge for them. And that's a big loss. But this whole trope that like Dez kills hookers just because Michael Lysha was bad is bizarre. Yeah. It's like Matt Ballon had an incredibly successful career. And yes, Ennis had a down year his last year with Dez at the Bulldogs, but he also was really good with Dez at the Bulldogs. And also, again, we're not just talking about how good Finu and Coruscant were last year. Dez is not a hooker killer. Michael Lysha just stinks. <laughs> yep. That's fair. And then, you know... Uh, to power for Newell Blake, Siren and Tobojevic, Joel Thompson is probably the starting forward pack around Levi. That's sensational. It is. Cherry it is. Evans, Walker, Turbo is the rest of the spine. Sully and Parker are probably going to be a centre to Fur and Ruben Garrick, the handsomest man in the league, on, on the wings. And mm. that's a really strong team. It is. Uh, again, I don't love their depth. I think there's a, uh, they'll, 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 they'll run. I think Kay Cuss was okay last year when Dylan Walker was hurt, but yeah. like... Uh, I'm not sure if they get a couple of injuries in the forwards if they have if they have the cattle to sort of fuck that back that up, but I don't know if it matters. Neither do I. And there's also every year we we worry about some team's depth, and you, you yeah. find out, oh, you know what, we can get 20 minutes a week out of Sean Kepesky. They did yeah. well, and they did. Tony Williams came back last year, played okay, and uh, Corey Waddell was decent for them. So yeah. you know, I'm not too worried about that because I'm not picking a team's position based no. on losing genuinely genu- generally fit guys to injury. You know. It's not the same as the Sharks having three guys who were broken already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have high hopes for them in there. They were stoked with that Levi signing. I had a really good meeting out there back in the last year. And I don't want to share too much stuff, but they were talking about like 
looking at hookers or looking at like Zach Docker Clay and a bit of maybe Coy Riddell, maybe Cade Cust, maybe um, Edwin Apapi. But there was nobody who was like taking that role by the scruff of the neck at training or the trials. Like nobody was killing it. So yeah. uh, they were pretty stoked to have Danny Levi end up there at the start of the new year. They started talking to him in December and they got him there. And that, that's good for them because the only other hookers really on the market. You could probably get Andrew McCulloch, but nobody wants him. I you, he could do a job for them though. Or you get Nathan Peets. Get the ball and pass it. Yeah, he could still do that. That's it. But uh, um, I'm really big on him. Yeah, year. I'm excited for them. I've got them finishing fourth. Uh, yeah, yeah. And having met with Des with a couple of times, he's not the guy he wasn't met at a, at the Bulldogs. He's a bit freer. He had a he had a hip surgery of, over the off season, so he even looks more like a mad scientist with how he walks now, which is great. And I have them third, but they are my uh, my premiership pick. Yep. Um, team that finished. Uh, fifth last year, um, Parramatta Eels. Mm. A a lot of people are picking this team to win the grand final this year. A lot of hype coming out of uh, of Western Sydney for the Eels. And those people are no friends of ours. No, they're not. <laughs> they're Get not, them out of here. Get them out. No, not in this house. Um, I almost picked them to miss the eight. Wow. I, I didn't did go not. that far. I did not. Uh, I think... Predicting them to win the comp is, a, I think, a bridge too far. It is. I didn't pick them to miss the eight just because they actually do have a bit too much going for them for me to do that. But um, it's it, they are one of those teams when they have a good season, their off-season hype train. As you know, one of the biggest Western Sydney clubs seems to go a bit far. Yep. You know, it's this. You know, I know this, the players have improved a lot, but I don't think they're a premiership contender right now. Like, I might be proven wrong, but I don't think Reid Marnie is as good as people says he is. He's a good, talented young guy, but he, to me, he doesn't, doesn't scream origin hooker. I'm seeing people say he might be the origin hooker this year. I disagree. Gutherson is no king, you know, and Moses has, has been good, and he might have a good season now, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's still got to put 24 games together. I've not seen him do that through his whole career. Still, you know, and, and I thought Ryan Madison was a good signing for them, and they have made some, they've fixed that forward pack up pretty quickly. Yeah, I love their forward years. pack. I- Done a, done a I don't job. think a forward pack this good can miss the eight. Yeah, but got, RCG was a handiest signing for them. Not big on him, but you know they got him cheaper and Argue, arguably the best that. winger pairing in the comp. Good coach, a lot to like. I just, I just don't know that. I, I, I think they're going to have a very, very strong regular season. I think if mm-hmm. you bet them to make the top four, you that's a reasonable bet. Yeah. Um, but I, I just am a bit unsure that when they come up against a heavyweight in you know week two or week three of the finals. I just don't know if they if they have the class and they have the X factor to get past like Melbourne or the Roosters or South. Yeah, that is my main issue with this team. I just I've not seen Mitch Moses play well against good teams enough in his career to think that they can win a comp. I agree. I agree with you completely. Like you know, and they're they're definitely very good at Bank West, and they have got a, a home there and a good home yep. advantage. Oh, hundred percent. But the whole season isn't played at Bank West. But yeah, I, I have them down as fifth. So I didn't, I didn't drop them as much. Like they kept in the same spot. I, did, this is, I also have them fifth. So there you go. But like, uh, yeah, if Mitch Moses has another level, then yes, they yeah. absolutely win the comp. And if he can play as well against Souths or Melbourne as he does when they're playing, you know, the 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 Titans at home at Bankwest in in July, then then they can absolutely win the competition. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But yeah, I just think it's missing that. As you mentioned, Moses has to step up or Dylan Brown's missing that second-class player in that spine for me, if you get I'm, me. I'm not saying they need to reach out to Tim Smith or Chris Sandow, <laughs> but I'm also not not saying that. Yeah, and I'm not sure that Michael Jennings can do it again. He had a good year last year. I'm not, I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, I have him fifth. You have him. Yeah, fifth and fifth. Um, the team that finished fourth last year and lost the grand final, the Canberra Raiders. 
That was the shortest uh, now, mi- affair I've ever had, I think. I was my, gonna, well, no, I was going to say, like, obviously, uh, it's nice to know that I'm not alone in my recent uh, switch to being vegan, because you are also completely off the milk. Yes, that's very good for you. Thank you. <laughs> I am. Milk's gone sour. Yeah. It was a bad choice. It's terrible. Um, how, how dare you? <laughs> Firstly, <laughs> how dare you replace a right edge of Whitehead, Caesar, Leilua, and Rapana with what you dished up yesterday, Ricky, Ricky Stewart. Richard Stewart. R- wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. <Richard>. Uh, <laughs> with George, so right edge of Corey Horsberg on the edge. Uh, George Williams, uh, Curtis Scott, and Bailey Simonson. How dare you? I don't like it. It's a disgrace. I uh, now back at the calls from years ago to remove them from the competition. When was that? <laughs> Did we do that? No, we didn't do that. Okay, but, we, but we, we're starting now. <laughs> oh, all right, that's fine. <laughs> you, should we retro? Should we retrospectively strip them of the '94 Premiership? We should. Okay, until good. Lay, Lay Parner are reunited. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> fair. Belong. I can't wait till he goes to the Tigers. Can we, uh, also, can we talk about the fact that like Rapana left and they're like, absolutely not. The door is not open for him. No. But every other other player leaves and like, oh, come back anytime. Come back anytime. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's just because they asked beforehand. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hate the, I hated the Curtis Scott signing because I knew it meant Leilu was... I don't think he's it. a bad player, but Leilu is certainly a better player. But I've seen some people calling that an upgrade and I'm just like, you should not be allowed to have the internet. That's what I'm about like, to say, mate. It's like, people who think Curtis Scott's amazing, I thought he, two years ago, I thought he had really good potential. I really did think that and I yeah. thought he was going to be potentially an origin player. Sure. But these are, again, people don't pay attention to the storm. Chase Blair looked like a world-class centre for that one year. But Curtis Scott, you know, you know he was injured last year, yeah, but you also know he played a lot of Queensland Cup. Like, the Storm dubbed him worse than Justin Olem, Marion Sevy, Cooked Will Chambers. They thought that. That's the Storm. Hey, they let him go. And when he was leaving, about th- you know two weeks before his incident, he got public quotes talking about how he didn't want to come back to Sydney because he can't trust himself. So you can't... You, what do you mean you're saying this stuff publicly? And then he yeah, did something stupid a couple of weeks later in Sydney. Obviously a bit of a dickhead. You know? They need to be liable there. A bit of a dickhead. And then... Um, yeah, they 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 they're relying on his innocence or lower charge. I don't know to play, and then don't mind Simonson, but like Lou and Rapana were genuine match winners for those that team for a long yeah. time. And Oldfield's a solid guy to come in and take that spot yeah. if Scott's suspended, but yeah. he's not bloody BJ Lou. He's not, and and that team, they, they, those guys often brought the energy for that team when they were down in the dumps. Lou yeah. and Rapana did often, and I hate the fact they finally had a great year as a club. Well, they had another they had another good year in 2016, but they had that year and. Instead of keeping those two together, like Lopana didn't have a great year last year, but instead of thinking they'll get these two fit over the next year, they'll be they'll be back to what they were, we'll kill yeah. it. And the won. and the decision to let Aiden Caesar leave is just ridiculous to me. It's it's just completely baffling. Yeah. I, I didn't know who George Williams was until he signed for the Raiders. I'm I I'm not absolutely not gonna go back and watch Super League. It's it's um but I can safely say, having seen like eight minutes of Aiden Caesar highlights from his time in Super League so far, that <laughs> he's the greatest half that's ever come out that's yeah. ever played in England. <laughs> so this guy can't be better. Yeah. So what are you doing? Well, yeah, he was—he's definitely killing it over there, Caesar. And my concerns with these two, and I, I, you know, I was very wrong on Jack White last year. Obviously, he killed it at six. But George Williams is another runner, and he's another—he's actually pretty good in broken play, and, and he's really good running back towards traffic. And, dec- and he, you know, but they didn't need another runner. No. And and I know Josh Hodgson's the guy who the fulcrum who controls that team. Yeah. Maybe it works better because yeah. they'd run off him, or he's in control. But that's the their spine is all, is all runners. I just think Caesar is so, was so complimentary to White's 
good qualities. Yeah, and and I, I just don't... Like, I understand that you'd signed Williams halfway through the year and you didn't know what, really what you had at that point with Caesar, yeah. but once he started playing so well and they were winning games and it was clear that they were going to make the top four and that they were, mm. could possibly win a comp... Just re-sign him and work it out later. And I hate that he's not in the NRL anymore. It's stu- how did no one? How did no one throw him a bone? Like he can't be on that much money in England, right? I can't. Like I can, I can definitely understand that. Why didn't you sign him? I don't know. That's what I said earlier. We should have signed him. But I get he's been a disappointment for what his potential was. It's just true. He has been. Sure. We, he, he should be better than what he is. But that doesn't mean he's not good. And it doesn't mean he's not one of the best thirty-two halves in the world. And the NRL teams dubbed him not one of the best thirty-two halves in the world. And he just is Aiden Caesar, and he, you know. Oh well, that's that's it. I'm not about this Raiders side now. It's, no, they hurt I, me. <laughs> I've got them seventh. I have them ninth. Wow, missing the finals. Yeah, well, every year, you know, two or two to three teams. So what is it? Average of two point six teams drop out of the eight yeah. every year. Someone has to drop out of the eight. They're, sure. they're one of my teams. Well, yeah. So you've got Cronulla and the Raiders dropping, dropping out, out, and yeah. I've got Cronulla and Brisbane dropping yeah, out. Yeah, and I almost dropped the Eels, but I didn't like anyone else enough to put them I in. I think that's fair. Again, um, if the Cowboys punted Granny, I would have put them in. <laughs> last year's third-place finishes, um, this year's premiers, spoiler alert, mm. the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a uh, team close to my heart, um, the people's team, some would say, um, making the biggest off-season acquisition in the form of Latrell Mitchell. Both in size. Wow. <laughs> I just walked into that, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> yeah. The weightiest acquisition of the offseason. My boy's looking thick, but in oh. true next GI form, showed up looking real fat. God, that <laughs> was the only thing like, this week when I heard people saying they didn't know if GI was going to be a good fullback at the Rabbitohs. I wanted to smash everything. He was the best, second best fullback in the world when he left the Storm. Yeah. What, what, no. are, you, what are you thinking? I don't know. People don't watch the Storm. They, they don't. Did. Um, South, you said they've made that the big move of the troll. But the other big thing of the offseason that's kind of gone quiet at this point now is like Sam Bird just retired. Yeah. It'd be nice if we could go one year without like a generational talent retiring over a weird injury, but now we've had two in a row, so not good. Um, I did love the conspiracy theories from idiots on the internet that like the English and South were gaming the system with English and Burgess to get money. It's like, hey, dum dum, do you not think they'd rather have yeah. arguably like probably like one of the best five forwards of the last twenty years and arguably the best back ever? Yeah, they don't in oh, the no. team. Oh no, they instead don't want of Sam like Burgess. cap room to sign um, Jai Arrow in twenty twenty one, but and also people comparing that to Simon Dwyer from like ten years ago. Yeah, which is hilarious in so many ways. This is an the main one being thing. that like Simon Dwyer like got a job out of his injury but, and but was also, very well looked after. Though these these systems came in now because of injuries like Simon Dwyer's. Yes. that's why they, in medical retirement stuff came in and then. And the insurance companies are covering it. But these are all insurance things. Like, you do understand that, like, Sam Burgess still wants to play rugby league. You get that, right? He's still, you know, it's the same when Matt Gillett went to five different doctors to try and get one of them to say he could play sport. And they said they all said no. Like, these guys don't want to retire either. If they, they were gaming the system, you know, it's like the Broncos. Oh, yeah, we're gaming it to still having Darius Boyd. You can't just force someone to retire medically and have doctors sign off on it and it go through an insurance agency and it go through the NRL. Everyone be cool with it. They didn't game shit. They'd much rather have those guys. And that is a, one of the concerns this year for, for people have about South is the forward lightness. Yeah, it, look, if we got Arrow this year, I would have picked us to finish first. But but I, I think that's been over-exaggerated as well, though. Like, I think Patrick Margot, for example, is an astute signing. I, you know, I think you'll get a 20 or 30 minutes off the bench from him every week and be stoked with it. And I think, I can't say his last name properly, but my, my boy Keon Kolomatangi, I don't know how to say I asked the guy at South how to say that, and I know his first name is Keon. But he's going to have a great year, I think, as well, off the bench and potentially starting. 
You know, Liam Knight stepped up last year and he, and, and they've awarded him a longer contract. Tom Burgess is the shape of his goddamn life. Yeah. And it's, it is not the best pack in the world, but I think it will be get a job done pack. And then the back line is red hot. Like, absolutely red hot. Like It's... it's- it's so good. James Roberts is going to kill it this year. By the way, he's been an, uh, like he's been forgotten. He's going to murder it this year. Looks in fantastic shape. It was great in the All Star game. He's going to have an amazing year in my book. You know, Braden Burns was on the edge of a breakout last year. It was broken down by a few injuries. Yep. We know what Cody Walker does, and we have on the wings like Gagai is a fantastic winger. We we never, I'll never argue that. Argue shite center to me. Fantastic winger, yep. and then. Campbell Graham is keeping Alex Johnson off the wing. Yeah. You know, Alex Johnson's the first drop at this team. And then the trail, I don't back him at fullback. But is, it not, is that not one of the best stump throws you can ever get? Is like, oh, we lost Sam Burgess. Oh, we just got Latrell. And we'll just say, oh, if it, and if it doesn't work out, what's the worst thing that happens? He plays center in 10 weeks. Yeah. And it goes back to what we know it is. And for me, I thought Latrell would be, it was going to be a terrible signing for the Tigers when he was linked there. Although I kept saying he was end up at South anyway. Because if he wanted to go to the Tigers, he would have signed there like November. He wanted yeah. to go to South the whole time. Anyway, but if he goes to a poor team, you rely on him too much to you know to lift that team to another level. He was always, and I've said this many times at, at the at the Roosters, he's, he was always the perfect cherry on top of a good side. Yeah, and he's gone to a good side. Yeah, and that's what's good for him and for you guys. He's one that. of those players. He's kind of like Messi in a lot of ways. Like he can't yeah. be the like he can't you can't drop Messi into like a shit team. Whereas you could with Ronaldo. Like, yeah. And I think Luttrell is a lot like that. Like he's just one of those guys that needs to have good players around him to get the best out of him. Yeah, he can't do it all himself, and that's totally fine because in this backline he's got good players around him. And an underrated return signing, I think, is that now if Braden Burns gets hurt and he's had a lot of injury problems, we don't have to put Dangai guy in centre. We've got Bryson Goodwin, yeah. who will do a job. And Dangai guy, as you said, great winger, and he can stay on the wing, which is which is you know quite key, I think, to yeah. all of this working. Um, Corey Allen's still at the club, which I don't like. Yeah. Go yeah, away, Corey. Maybe he could bounce back. No, nah, I'm joking. But, I don't. Yeah, but um, you know, and the Cam Murray thing on the edge, we don't. They, he has talked a couple of times that he's probably part time edge middle. So I don't know if it's just a short term thing. He'll play on the edge for a few weeks whilst Ethan Lowe's out. Yeah, or maybe it's you know Keon might start. But their their back row options have improved as well. People think they've got no back rowers. Look, Sewer isn't great. Everyone knows in my book, but he's. You know, got some potential there. Maybe he'll live up to it. He had a couple of good weeks. Who knows? But Lowe is, is a great back row. I'm a big fan of Keon. They'll yeah. figure it out. Cam Murray can play on the edge. I'll figure that out. Yeah. Like, you know, they've got the Burgess brothers up front, either mm-hmm. side of Damien Cook. No, yeah, I've got for George. The, for those, got one, oh, wait, sorry. I mean, come on. Yeah, for those playing at home, we Liam. made Liam Burgess an honorary Burgess yeah. brother last year. Yeah. Because um, he's big bad. and he's dumb and he runs hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mark Nichols is fine. Totola, I think, is quite good. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think Margot will be one of those guys again off the bench that will give yeah. you 30 good minutes. He was he was red hot in the charity shield. Yeah, and that was only... that. When did that get done? Because he's not even... Like three weeks ago. Yeah, that's quite a recent signing. Yeah, and the, um, He was really good for Brisbane like two years ago. 15 minutes, 15 games with the bench or so. And yeah. then he went away last year, so... But that's it. These are, these are the signings good teams make, and this is the stuff, and I don't want to make it about Bennett and the Broncos or anything, but this is like the Roosters do the same kind of thing. They'll spend money on the big names. They'll go bring them in, and then they'll make a couple of cheap bench signings like that that no one will notice. But Patrick Margot will play a key role for them all year this year, and no one will really notice him. Yep. They spent the money, like like the Roosters when they bought Tedesco, they yep. spent big on Tedesco, and whatever. You guys spent big on the trail, and then a couple of key signings to fill in that'll play cheap, rather than other teams who want to just resign everyone they have it's, it's, for like, some money. You look at this team, it's just fantastic. If, if It's just unfortunate what happened with Sam, because like, it is. if Sam Burgess was still in this team, they're the best team in the comp, I think. I agree. I don't know. I, I, they still might be. I think they're going to finish second on the ladder, and I think they're going to win the comp. So, yeah, so I have them also then second on the ladder. 
And I, uh, um, and you know, people might call me biased, but you know, go fuck yourself. Or the, let's talk about one weird thing. Adam Reynolds not goal kicking. Uh, but uh, is that a thing? Is uh, it actually? I don't happen? know. Were they like? I, I didn't watch Charity Shield. I was I was at work. So um, who kicked? Uh, I don't. Well, by the time you guys scored points, it was the reserves. So. Ah, okay, that doesn't help. It does not help. Um, <laughs> I, well, I just like, I can't. Um, like, Troll's not a better goal kicker than Adam Reynolds. Let's make that clear. But and I doubt he would have said, "I'm not signing unless you let me kick goals." So yeah, so, I don't. I don't, know. I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe he just want like you know he wants to. Well, maybe uh, well Adam Adam's um like general play I think last year especially was the best of his career arguably, and his mm. goal kicking was the worst of his career. And we joked that maybe he can't be amazing at both. Yeah. So maybe he wants to pass that on to somebody else and just concentrate on. I'm being serious. Well, he might maybe want he, to, though, a lot of guys don't in, like Daily Trevins hates goal kicking. Yeah. He's not bad Lockheed at it. But he, it he didn't want to do it. Lockie didn't want to do it. And so maybe it's that. I don't know. It's yeah. weird though because he scored so many points and he's made so many clutch kicks and he was for a very long time not just a great kicker but the most accurate kicker in the history of rugby league um, to just be like now potentially not even kicking goals at at club level. Um, so I'm not sure yet. I guess we won't really know until we see a full strength Souths playing in round one in a few weeks' time. But, yeah, that's definitely a, a storyline to watch. And the other one, the the other thing that I'm really focused on this year is sort of like, I know it's obvious, but Latrell has to be good because there isn't really a secondary fullback option. Like, at my boy AJ can do a job. He's a secondary But one. Yeah. Adam Dewey's gone. So, Trell, it has to work. Like it, yeah. it Really, it has to, or they can't win. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because uh, obviously, you know, I don't back him in, but maybe he'll, once he gets in shape, maybe he'll uh, it'll change. But we'll see. Yep. Uh, last year's premiers and second place on the ladder finishes the Sydney Roosters. Um, can they make it three in a row? You know what? It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't be. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm done with uh, doubting the Roosters. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone did. Anyone doubt them last year? I said they wouldn't go back to back. On I bet on the law of averages. And I well, I mean that's fine because yeah. I mean you know. I'm just an idiot. To say a team is not going to be the premiers is never an audacious prediction. Yeah, it's, because, like, it's really hard to win a comp. Um, so obviously they've lost. They lost the trail, which is which is a late loss for them, and then they lost their Billy Smith, who was going to step up and play that role. Yeah, so you're going to see a lot of Ryan Hall this year. They're looking for Josh Morris. Well, you know they might play Crichton there for, for the start of the season. I actually think he'd go okay there. Yeah, and people are talking it down, but it's like he was always a better open field runner. At he South, remember he scored that hat trick against the Titans. Yeah. He was just running out wide the whole game, yeah. like better yeah. wide runner. And he was a center in his union days. Not the world's best hole runner. He might actually be all right at center. Um, and they lost. Um, Obviously, Kronk is the big one. Tedavano, not great. Another loss for them too. And I'm not huge on Kyle Flanagan. I didn't like him in reserve grade. But um, I also doubted Luke Keary going there. I'm not going to doubt Kyle Flanagan. He must, he's, better than I, he's obviously better than what I thought he was if, if they signed him. <laughs> but it's still a pretty good team, run to 17 across the park. It's like fantastic. Jake Friends back fit. Uh, you've got Radley at lock again, but you've still got Cordner and Crichton and Orbison potentially back rowers. You've still got Joseph Manu on the, in in the centres, who might be the best centre in the competition. You've still got Tedesco, still got Kiri. It's still a great side, and it's still one of the best sides in the competition. Yeah, it'd be you'd be stunned if they were not the top, in the top four. Yeah, like, absolutely yeah. stunned. And as I said, like, Latrell was always the, the perfect cherry on top of that of, of that dessert. I, I don't think he was ever the reason they won and lost most weeks. I, you know, if you get me, he the, he wasn't their heartbeat. Um, so I think they will cover for that loss better than people expect them to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cooper Cronk, huge loss, obviously, but like Luke Keary was the better of their two halves last year, yeah. so it's it may, perhaps is not as big a deal as people are making it out. Obviously, Cooper Cronk, one of the all-time greats, mm. 
But he was on the way down. Like, I mean, they did win the first of those two premierships with him playing with one arm. Yeah. Um, and, and Luke Keery, the club. Yeah. And Luke Keery has been just outstanding in those two years where he's played with Cooper Cronk. It makes yeah. me so sad. And they're, yeah, and they're so. Um, I love him. I love him so much. I'm just. And they're so well fuck. coached. As you all seen when we saw the the breakdown on on Sky when he was. No, in but the why World do we Challenge. need things like that on Fox when we can have the Matty Johns show seventeen times a week? Well, Cooper Cronk didn't even get hired by Fox. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they probably didn't, they well they were probably like, well, Cooper, we don't want you to like break down like. The, we don't want you to talk about the difference between an A gap and a B gap. We don't want to talk about line yeah. defense or any or ruck control. Well, you got any takes? You got to. Can takes. you wear this wig and like mime <laughs> playing a guitar? Can you do that? No. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, then fuck off. Yeah. But, <laughs> I assume. I assume that's how it went down. Exactly I, I don't know. Down. But he's still around that club. Cronk is too, which is a good thing. And he's you know passed on his learnings to uh, Luke Keery, and he said it became more and more of Luke Keery's team over time. So. Yeah, I think they'll obviously be one of the contenders this year, and I would not be surprised by by a three-peat. Yeah. It's that, that, the easiest team to preview. The Roosters will stay good. <laughs> yeah, I've got them finishing third, but, you know, I think the top four is largely interchangeable, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, but before Kronk, they were still contenders as well, but it was just the fact they they they, they finished first or so and failed in the finals. So I still think they're contender. I don't know how they'll live up to the finals. I also don't know who's goal-kicking. If Kyle Flanagan's kicking goals or if Takeaho's kicking goals... Because Flanagan wasn't great kicking last year, but um, I, I'm backing I'm backing them in to be good regardless. Uh, yeah. I've got them third on the ladder. There though, you go, behind our uh, South. Yep. Um, and last year's minor premiers and preliminary final losers, mm. the Melbourne Storm. They so they lost really all they lost was Will Chambers and Brodie Croft this offseason. Hey, they got Riley Jacks back to fill that gap. Don't yeah, worry. But because they are they are losing Vunuvalu and Josh Adokar's probably gone into this year this deal as well. It does feel like this is the end of this is. It feel like this is the last hurrah. It does, it? but people have kind of also forgotten those players are still there. Yeah, I've seen people pick them this off this season to fall out of the eight because oh they lost X Y Z. It's like no no no, they're still there right now. Yeah, the, Chambers was a good. To be fair, I genuinely for several weeks thought Vunuvalu was gone yeah. until like the other day, and he's gone next year. That's it. And then they've lost um, Will Chambers, but he was done. Yeah, he wasn't and. They have lost Brody Croft or whatever, but Jerome Hughes has now had a full off-season playing that seven and, and making it his. And he looked like he's formed a great combination with Felice Kafusi in the trials. Again, they're just trials, but they were doing a few rap plays with Felice. They look good there. And then they've got Marion Seve and Brenko Lee battling out for right centre. And I think Seve's going to get the first run at it, but Brenko, I've been a long-time Brenko believer in terms of his attacking potential and, and yeah. Brenko truther. And I can't wait to see what, if he gets an opportunity in a, in a Craig Bellamy side, how well he'd go. Absolutely. But, and Pappenhausen at fullback too. I think this team is like just as good last, as last year. I don't think it's yeah. any any worse. Nothing nothing I, got worse. I think if, if this is Cam's last year and, you you know, obviously they're losing Adokar and Vunavalo, mm-hmm. like a lot, there, a lot of changes on the horizon for this team. Yeah. A few of those forwards are getting on in years as well. But right now, on paper... Still fantastic. That's it. And they still got Christian Welch to come back in a few weeks. But it's a quality squad. Brandon Smith, that everyone's seen, like he's ready to take some games over. He's so good off the bench there. I know he's injured for a few weeks, but he's been fantastic in the last year off the bench in a middle role, not at hooker. But yeah, it's just a quality team. And it is, it is the last throw. This will be the last Ken Smith season. We all think we'd be shocked if it wasn't. And those bastards have Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. Every, like the Tigers and the Bulldogs haven't got one hooker between them. Somehow these bastards have Grant and Brandon Smith, and somehow the Cowboys let Brandon Smith leave that joint to go back up Ken Smith and probably not even be their hooker next year because it'll probably still be Harry Grant. But um, anyway, good squad now, as you said. 
will contend for mine, and uh, I think it's like I would not be shocked at all. I almost picked them as my premiers, but it's a boring premier pick. But I've got them as my losing grand finalist against the Manly Seagulls. A bit of a throwback game. Yeah, I've got them finishing first as well. First um, and ladder, yeah. So I, I think the grand final is going to be South speeding Manly. Yep, that's the be a good final. And then uh, before we finish it up, have you got any takes on Rookie of the Year or Top yeah, Try Scorer? Yeah, let's run through those Dalian. real quick. So my Top Try Scorer is Daniel Tupo. Uh, yeah, the so. new kicking rule is just tailor-made for him. Uh, we, we're exaggerating a little bit, but he's yeah. already one of the best wingers in the comp, which people forget. Mm. And Luke Keery loves kicking to him. He does. And now they can't tackle him in the air. So right. he's going to score so many tries. That's tragic for the Roosters. I know they've had it tough last few years. The Latrell leaves and that rule comes in because yep. Tupo and Latrell were so good in the air there. I wanted to pick Campbell Graham top try scorer. South left wing is always a good because bet. of that because they've got South left wing and then the trails better than the left as well. But I'm not not doing that one. I, uh, but you've also just taken Tupo. I was going to do Tupo, so I'm out. I'm just going to go to the default for me, Corey Oates, even though he was terrible last uh, year. Try oh, scorer. Um, and then uh, my rookie of the year is Pappenhausen eligible? Do you play too many games last year? Too many year? games last okay. year. My rookie of the year is Harry Grant, and that's based on him going to the Tigers. I think it's still going to happen. I hope it happens. That's my rookie of the year. Otherwise, it's Keon Kolomatangi. Uh, yeah, he was he was one I was floating up. He, he's mm. he's got some huge wraps on him. Um, the fast kid from the Cowboys isn't going to play, so it can't yeah. be him, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, it's it's. I'd be I'd be lying if I said I knew everything about like sort of the young up and coming players on yeah. each team, but yeah, it, it's 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 difficult to go past him. Although I, I didn't mind the idea of Bradman best at that the Knights, but he also got injured. Like. It's it's tough. I mean, it's one of those things, mate. You see the opportunity. You're like two weeks. You can probably pick. He'll be a rookie contender. I didn't pick Sebo last year, but within two weeks, you're like, oh, this guy's going to contend. And Payne Haas, well, after being injured, he was eligible. But yeah, and then signing of the, you got a rookie pick? Or uh, I, I, I I actually don't. I'm just, I, I'll just pick Keon Kalmatangai. Yeah, and Why then not? the um the signing of the season. So we, we were really good. We last year I called Nickel Clockstad. That was one of the great calls. It was talking about to myself, and I called a few other fringe players as good signings. Yeah. So. Uh, Talking myself up, fantastic for me. Good job. But uh, it's, it is, I actually think Val Holmes will be one of the signings of the season this yeah, year. Yeah, I think Trell and Val Holmes are a bit too obvious, so we can't and, really... I, and I wanted to do Looch and Joey, but people wouldn't expect Looch and Joey from me. So it's, uh, it's been a hard one. <laughs> like, I want to do Looch and Joey, so I'm going Danny Levi. Fuck you! You <laughs> piece of shit! <laughs> That's where you were going to go? Obviously. Obviously. I'm so high on Danny Levi. Yeah. Uh, Danny Levi and then I actually think as I said I think Patrick Margot would be a fantastic signing for South for one of the more under radar ones that I like giving one of those and I yeah and either signs I also think Zane Tedavano will be great at the Panthers yeah. in, in longer in longer minutes um, it's, it's, it's quite we're too in sync I don't like it yeah uh, Dalliam we didn't pick Dalliam True question. Dalian's a bullshit system. It is bullshit. Uh, so nah. they're, they're um, I'm going to say, say Latrell Mitchell. I'm going to say me. Mitch Moses because the system. Oh, dumb. actually, well, yeah, with the <laughs> he probably will, but uh, Latrell's the real MVP yeah. in my eyes. Um, that's our ladder preview. We'll be back in a couple of days to break down all the rule changes and all the big stories from the off season. Oh, just one. Some breaking news is David Lafleur is uh, uh, said he wants to move on from Leipana to Le Luma. I'm in. Good. <laughs> I thought it was going to be actual breaking news. I was like, Mitch, this podcast is in the air for like eight days. Breaking news. <laughs> but yes, I will allow it. Lay <laughs> Luma. Okay. Strong. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. See you later. Everyone. And it's goodbye from me. Oh.